Welcome to UCLA Extension's Business Insights with Roger Ternaden, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you. This past week solidified the expectation of the Federal Reserve and congressional continuations of both excess money creation by the Fed and higher and higher debt creation by Congress. We are living through truly historical economic and political times with assets continuing to inflate, and now consumer prices, despite their biases and manipulations to hold them down, are rapidly heading up. From our first podcast almost two years ago, we strongly recommended our listeners try to tap into the investment behavior of the top fund managers while ignoring the substantial noises created by the financial media and politicians. In this podcast, I'd like to share examples of those fund managers who have succeeded year after year in evaluating the economy and the financial markets. This week, as I mentioned, I'd like to introduce Jeffrey Gundlach to you, although I don't know him personally. He is often referred to as the billionaire bond king, and you'll soon understand why. This 60-year-old billionaire's fixed income investment management firm was founded only 12 years ago with 45 loyal followers and no money. It now has $150 billion in assets under management, making it possibly the fastest-growing investment management firm in history. It's interesting to note that he started his firm in the heat of the 08-09 Great Recession, thereby substantiating my own thought that he has read the markets far better than most and has the investment track record to prove it. Given that few outside of Wall Street know him or his firm, Double Line Capital, I'm thinking you might have an interest in his current take on the economy and markets. Here are some of his conclusions which are likely guiding his actions from now until year end. First of all, he mentions, my number one conviction looking forward a number of years, and I'm not talking about the next few months at all, I'm talking about several years, is that the dollar is going to go down. The dollar's decline is inevitable because of the economic policies implemented by the U.S. Gunlock has mentioned several times recently, adding that it is all about the debt levels. Secondly, he mentions that we have debt to GDP that is fueling the majority of our so-called economic growth. So it's really economic growth when you borrow money or print money. Or is it really economic growth, I should say? When the government sends checks to people who turn around and buy goods on Amazon, in addition to maybe paying down debt and speculating that these goods come from China. Gundlach said... A lot of that consumption is going to China. That's one of the reasons why China has such a strong economy. So what we're seeing in the United States is starting to fall behind in economic growth. That's not a new thing. That's been going on for a generation. That is the U.S. falling behind. Number three, quoting him, we're running our economy in a way that is almost like we're not interested in maintaining global reserve currency status, or the largest military, or our superiority or historical control. As long as we continue to run these policies, and we're running them more and more aggressively, we're not pulling back on them in any way. We are looking at a roadmap that is clearly headed towards the U.S. losing its sole reserve currency status, unquote. Fourthly, he mentioned this is also why the dollar's global reserve currency is under threat. 
He goes on and asks, how low will the U.S. dollar drop? Gunlock responded that the greenback could take out the lows of the past bearish cycle. And I'll quote him again. The dollar has been in a series of declining highs for decades. It goes back to the 1980s. For that reason, I think when we get to the next break to the lower level, the dollar will go past the most recent low of around 80 and even take out the low of 70. For perspective, the dollar index is trading approximately 92, 93 today. I think there's easily 25% downside in store for the U.S. dollar. He goes on to mention the dollar is going down, which is a reason that we look at gold. I think ultimately gold is going to go a lot higher, but it's really in hibernation right now. Gundlach sees good future opportunities in European equities and emerging markets, but noted that it's still too early to aggressively rotate into emerging markets. In our podcast, I try to give you evaluations, ideas, and potential guidance not easily obtainable from the main street media or from biased government press releases. It's food for thought from professionals who have long track records of success in evaluating markets. Many of my conclusions I weed out from literally hundreds of publications over the month and try to find the most data-centered research data rather than government press releases. But let's move back to the overall economy before we close today. We now have inflation data through July, including the CPI and the all-important PCE deflators. That's personal consumption expenditure deflators. The real yield on 10-year treasuries is now deeply in negative territory, and this represents a significant loss of purchasing power for anybody holding U.S. treasuries. When I mention the real yield, typically it's monitored and measured as the 10-year treasury yield, which today is about 1.3%. So for those who buy U.S. treasuries and hold them for 10 years, they get a 1.3% interest rate approximately. But from that, one needs to subtract the inflation rate. And the CPI rate is usually used for that calculation, even though it grossly understates inflation. But if we utilize the most recent CPI of close to 5%, and we subtract 5% from 1.3%, we actually get a loss in purchasing power of 3.7% a year. So holding U.S. Treasuries gains 1.3% interest payment, but those who have put their money into 10-year Treasuries, when the money is coming back to them, they have a loss of purchasing power, which net of the interest income is between 3 and 4% a year. Pretty substantial. My conclusion and conclusions of others who track the market very intensively is that we may well be revisiting the painfully high levels of inflation that we saw back in the late 1970s. As I mentioned, we now have inflation data through July, including the CPI and the PCE deflators. And if we look at a long-term chart that goes back approximately 20 years, the consumer price index without energy in the index has gone up at a pretty steady 2% per year trend. In the recent six months or so, this trend has been broken to the upside, and energy is often excluded from consumer price index calculations because it's by far the most volatile component. So our accumulated data shows that taking energy out of the CPI, which I mentioned rose about 2% a year for almost 20 years, 
It's now risen substantially above that trend line, and it's actually gaining momentum, which suggests that the rising inflation we've seen this year is likely to be worse, not temporary. The whole price level has been lifted by an excess supply of money, and the Fed has no plans to raise short-term rates or to withdraw excess reserves from the banking system for a very long time. We've looked at two versions of the CPI using a six-month annualized rate of change, which is representative of the current behavior of pricing. And again, if you really look at the total of price inflation, including energy, we are running officially close to an 8% annual inflation rate, far higher than you hear about on TV, right? Taking the energy out, we're running closer to 6%. These are historically high rates and certainly the highest rates we've seen in the past 30, 40 years. The U.S. Treasury bond, the 10-year bond or note yield, Minus the reported inflation rate, as I mentioned, now is deeply in negative territory, and that, as mentioned, represents a significant loss of purchasing power for anyone holding treasuries. So let the buyer beware. How much longer will gold investors tolerate a government-guaranteed loss of purchasing power? How much longer will people keep tons of money on deposit in the banking system when it pays no interest, and is losing at least 4 to 5% of its purchasing power every year. Why should you care about all this? Well, here are a couple of real reasons. Once inflation is widely recognized as a long-term problem, the financial markets will change, and maybe abruptly. In other words, bond prices across all maturities will drop, So any bond investments you're holding in your retirement accounts, your bond funds, will be worth considerably less. Interest rates go up when bond prices drop, and mortgage rates will climb. And importantly, severe stock market declines can be expected. So in brief, this turn in the markets is what would be one of the largest turns that many have seen in their professional lifetime. Considering many investors are in their 30s and 40s and just starting out, they really haven't seen a substantial prolonged bear market. And this is what this portends. To make a really long story short, severe stock market declines can be expected. We don't know the day, we don't know the week, we don't know the month. But markets turn ugly fast. And you can lose a lot of your savings and retirement funds quickly as the market long-term trend turns to a bear market for reasons we just covered. For the next two weeks and thereafter, be careful, be vigilant, be conservative with your investments, and be prepared. Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director Roger Tornadin. This podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.